Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Liberty Squadron Podcast. My name is Andrew Lewinsky and I am joined with Zach Kitty. Hello. Brett Freeman. Hey everyone. And Jonathan Lee. Roger, Roger. <laughs> roger, Roger. Cool guys, so we have another article come out. They are banging these things out every single week. So we have the V-Wing coming with Oddball in another ship because that's what we need um and i really want to get into that pilot for us when we get into this stuff but first we had the ryloth space jam galaxies tournament that happened and surprisingly six nantex didn't win uh but timo rob went one with boba dengar uh, so another jump master I don't care if it's the same person. Won another large tournament. So uh, I think someone listening needs to send that man some templates. You know who you are. But let's go over that like real fast. Um, Brett, you pointed this out that you we're starting to see just a ton of high initiative. Like we're getting back to that where like it's really probably the way to take these things down at I four. Like, would you agree? I mean. Oh yeah, you need to either join, you know, the Bug Empire or have I fours or above. I think, right? Because with with so many so many you know ships, they will just keep initiative killing you um, if you're not uh, at least an I four. So yeah, I mean, when I'm trying to figure out what the hell to play, it's it's just I five or higher. Um, I don't want to to you know deal with the fact that I might lose a quarter of my list before it does anything. Right, so I, I do want to point out this one list that uh, went first in Swiss. Andreas Tolman, uh, he's, you know, what's up, buddy? I know you uh, listen to the show. So, but he had Boba Fett, Lone Wolf, Maul, Proximity Mines, Hull Upgrade, Slave One, and this is the interesting one, is Captain Nim with Expert Handling, Ion Cannon Turret, Suppressive Gunner, Seismic Charges, Proton Bombs, Hull Upgrade, Havoc, and Trajectory Simulator. So I think it's kind of neat. The uh, I'm a little confused on Nim. I'm curious to hear back from you how well Nim worked in this, but um, it obviously did that you went six and zero in Swiss with a MOV of twenty one thirty four. So I, I've been testing out suppressive gunner a ton, and you know me and Brett know that that is definitely something to look at. So maybe that was a big thing, especially with the Iron Cannon turret. Um, getting those range th- or is the guy I on turret range three or is that still range two nope just range two, range two. Okay. okay um but i guess maybe rolling more dice right yeah i mean it just gives you a much bigger arc right. and i mean that suppressive gunner is sneaky good right like i'm thinking like so like with the ion cannon it's three dice as opposed to the two with so maybe uh, getting that extra dice to try to score those focus results might definitely help I think I mean there have been some nims at some of the prior uh, galaxies events, and I think that ability to like trajectory simulator either a proton or a seismic, and then just hold it mm. to create a big no go zone uh, for especially like a seismic, you could really cut off big chunks of the board from the nantexes, which are super vulnerable to <clears throat> just even one point of damage. Right. Yeah, and, and, and if I, you look just yep. I was just say three spaces down on the. There's another nim uh, from Ernestes Remanuskas. Right. 
Uh, he did not have Suppressive Gunner. That's why he lost one game. Uh, but anyway, uh, congrats to everyone. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, Matt Carey went fifth in Swiss and uh, made it to the top 16. Way to go, Matt. He's constantly making these cuts. Uh, I am... Yeah, he's a beast. Right. So, like, real quick, um, I'm a little bit over this, like, Corona points adjustment. Like, I want to see, like... If in November they're actually going to give us the points adjustment again and uh, fix some things. Like, I mean, yeah. do you think maybe when we get the uh, points for wave, whatever it is, seven, eight, nine, eight, are we at? Um, do you think we're going to get a points adjustment? So, like, the November wave you're talking about, right? right. Not the October one. Yeah, the, I mean, that's when I think it would probably come out instead of doing one, um, you know, earlier in that month. So, I'm hoping that that's going to be a big points drop because i agree i'm getting very over this whole meta it's seeming very stale um i mean when you just look through these list fortresses it's very clear uh you know what lists are just overperforming. so i think we really need a, a change before people start getting burnt out on uh the only type of x-wing that we have right now yeah yeah i think if you I was just say if you gonna say if you subtract the Petronaki ace lists, there's a good, there's a decent variation between all the other lists. You know what the other factions are bringing because there's like uh, a wedge Han Jake, and then a Kylo. Just wait, is that just two ships? Kylo Vonreg from Mark Worrell uh, came in sixth. Yeah, uh, and then. I mean, uh, a S- Sloan Swarm, Signer Specialist with Captain Faroff, Soonter, Vader, Inquisitor, Julian Hood, who came in second with Inquisitor, Fifth Brother, Seventh Sister, Ved Fosso, Major Vermeil, Anakin with four Gold Squadron Troopers, and then Marcel bringing Hera, Jan, AP5. Right, so, I mean, we have the, the good variety here, but I mean, do you think that's... I think the meta that we're kind of in and it's kind of just like, I mean, Brett, you said bringing aces and anything that's above I five, which a good number of these lists definitely have that. Um, but, or, or do you think it's more of the, let's just bring things um, because we can. And cause like, like you said, I mean, other than the uh, Petronaki aces, like there is a good variety but I think at the same time, it's just like I, I'm tired of seeing that. I think overall, and um, I, I don't know how stable that this Corona wave is. Like almost, that's what I'm gonna call it. But like, it's it's kind of like I don't know how much data or information we're getting like I, I enjoy that we're getting a lot of different things um other than this one thing but i, I think at the same time I, i'm i think we're not getting good data and i'm a little worried about that and maybe like even ffg standards like i mean obviously even though they say they can't get you know they're not going to collect data from these tournaments and stuff like that i'm sure they're fully aware of all that stuff that is going on and, and i fully expect them to get a Fixed, but uh, my main concern, I think, is is there a deeper boogeyman out there that people are just either missing or holding out on because we're not in a state that people are going to be playing games um, in a tournament that really means nothing, right? 
I, I mean, I, I guess I'm... Oh, I'm sorry, Jonathan, go ahead. No, I just, uh, I'm sorry, Andrew, what are you asking? So, like, my, my question is, like, uh, do you think these are... So, like, when we have a normal tournament system, I think we get, like, the absolute um, top-tier list of, you know, that we can obviously get. Now, I would say the the... The Nantex Swarm is obviously one of those lists. Now, do we think that because we're in a timeline that these tournaments don't really matter, or like you know they're they're kind of people are seeing them mostly as fun, um, that we're not really getting like a, a exact meta out of this, or or you know you get what I'm saying? Like like I said, like is there something bigger out there that like people are just not even bothering with and they're just flying what they want to fly, which don't get me wrong, I, I think that's the way the game should be played. But I, I think at the same time, um this is just gonna be like let's fix the Penchanaki aces and that's it. And then as soon as the points come out, then something like uh, something else comes out. I mean there will always be something a little bit more efficient than everything else. Um I mean, I've heard other people say that if the aces weren't there, maybe it would be the Wookiees that would be dominating. But you don't see that many Wookiee lists. I only see one in the top uh, 32. So I got to so, say, Andrew, um, I was actually thinking the opposite. I was thinking that normally we don't have a, a, a like scenario where the same players, and a lot of these names are repeats that we're seeing you know, every two weeks, get to play in a you know 150 250 person event that frequently where i think that that actually like the the determination of the meta got sped up significantly by the fact that so many people excuse me, so many people are playing so many events uh in such close proximity to each other that that, that is a good point but like, like i said i mean um uh, like my my point was like maybe not the fact that we're not getting these events but i, I think the the fact that like if this was FFG run events, I don't know if we would be getting the same amount of outcomes minus the Nantex Swarm. Like maybe if these were FFG and uh, FFG run events, we would probably see double the amount of Nantex Swarms, which is a little bit scary. But um, I don't know. I I, th- I think Dion's doing a fantastic job with keeping the community playing and getting together and everything uh, by doing this, but. Uh, I feel like online play kind of has a different aspect to the game that, uh, you know, actually going to system opens and traveling around. So uh, that, like I said, it doesn't worry me too much, but I think, and to your point that, like you said, that you keep seeing the top names that keep popping up and it kind of like really kind of shows you who the top players are that are um, actually getting to play in these tournaments. Um, Like they can bring these lists and still do well that aren't the you know the uh, Nantex worms. Okay, dead. So, uh, oh, before we move before we move on, I just noticed. I want to point out one list number thirty one. Corey Milstein, who brought four of the HMB gunships, came in thirty first. Yeah, hey, he, and he made top moved eight. To, moved to top eight. Yeah, yeah. That's the, the concussion bombs and the concussion missile combo is just really very <laughs> solid. Uh, yeah, I, I'd like to see that in action. I'll have to go see if he's got any uh, stream 
games. Yeah, because I, I mean, I was super down on that. Uh, I, I think I'm not sure if I want to ever, you know, spam the HMB gumships, but that's just a personal opinion, I think. All right, so why don't we move on? That's just my little rant on this. I mean, uh, granted, like I said, I like the meta, but I think at the same time, I'm a little scared of the meta. Um, Because, yeah, obviously there is always going to be a boogeyman. There is always going to be something that pops up that is. But I I think at the same time, um, we don't have a lot of collected data, even though it might look like we do. But that's my own personal opinion. Okay, so V-Wing, anyone have any other comments on that before we move on? Nope. Okay. Uh, Brett, you're getting another freaking ship. I know. it's It's been, like, really tough being a Republic player. I feel like we haven't gotten new ships, like, for, you know, like six months probably. And it's about time we finally got some love. <laughs> I played Resi- or, not Resistance Republic today for the first time, and it did not go well. It was, uh... Yeah. Anyway... Brett, so we got the dial here. It looks pretty good. But yeah, I mean, you the, think you still need R4. <laughs> I don't know. The lack of one banks that you're going to be able to do consistently because they're, they're red here is, you know, not what you normally would see on a Republic ship. So it's going to have a very different flight pattern than everything else if you don't take R4. But with that being said, it's also, you know, I mean, they're designed to be pretty cheap spammable like kind of tie fighter equivalent ships um so do i really want to invest more points in there i'm not sure um it's it's going to be really interesting to get these things on the table and see if they're able to you know have a good flight pattern with everything else republic gets to bring because they seem like they're going to be pretty fun it's just the the red one banks are i, I feel like that's going to be a really big deal I think you disagree, though. I mean, I definitely disagree. I think Jonathan disagrees as well. Oh, that's because, I mean, as someone who's used to flying much worse dials, it looks like a fantastic dial. I mean, obviously the twos are perfect, right? Like... Right. And, and, like, I mean, like, so, like, I, I flew a lot of Fang Fighters, and, like, having that, you know, one turn, like, granted, like, uh, to me... I think I'm just never looking at that one bank. Like, now, I know someone like you who is used to having that one bank and being able to double reposition or something might be a huge deal, right? Yeah, I mean, like, so here's here's really the big problem for me is that normally, if I have only a one hard on a ship, I can do a white barrel roll. And here, that's not possible, right? Because they, they have a red barrel roll. I guess I could take, like, expert handling or something like that, but... You know, again, ignoring putting more points on the card because I think R four would probably be cheaper. Um, it it definitely doesn't move the way most of these ships normally move, right? Like Suntier, which you guys pointed out before, does not have a one bank, but he has a one hard with a barrel roll back, and uh, you know, I mean, then he can boost if he needs to. He can get basically wherever he needs to go. Where this is not going to have that kind of kind of flexibility. So R4 and Expert Handling are the same points on a small base. Are they? Okay, so uh, I guess that means you get to figure out which slot is more valuable to you. Um, so they're both two points. Okay. So, I mean, it's not a huge investment, but it's, 
you know, if these things are like 30 points, do I really want to bump them up to 32? True. Yeah. I mean, it's the only Republic ship with blue hard turns, right? Um, well, not including the, the, the ETA, right? Oh, okay. Which I think, I, I actually don't ever recall their dial, even though we talked about it, what, like last week? Jeez, Brett. Um, okay, so, yeah. okay, here's a wild speculation. So the other, when we talked about the ETA, it almost looked like it was, aren't they the prototypes to the TIE Interceptors? Anyone on that knows lore can pro- is probably like screaming at me right now. Now, just looking at the picture, though, that these things kind of look like A-Wings. Are these like the prototypes to <coughs> A-Wings? I think they're pre-TIE Fighters, Right. I mean, I'm just looking at the, yeah, like I said, I'm just looking at the art. So, like, I thought the other ones looked kind of, the ETAs kind of looked like a TIE fighter. Oh, I mean, hey, I also, just for the record, of... Jonathan was right. This is the only ship with, with blue turns. Okay, so the ETA does not have a... Uh... It does not, no. Sorry. This kind of looks like an Aether Sprite with, weird, with like, weird wings on the side. The V-wing. Do you think... I, I don't like know. The weird, like those, those vertical. All right, so the the ETA definitely has like that, like circular cockpit, and definitely has some solar panels on the side. Um, but like I said, someone with lore, that knows the lore on these are probably like re. But um, so wild speculation is that like, and, and it's got the two hull and the two shields. Uh, so that's why I'm comparing it a little bit to the A wings. Uh, now, do A wings have a one bank? I don't think they do, right? No, no, right. No, so, um, and Tie Fighters don't have a one bank, right? So it'll be interesting to see how these things compare to them, because um, they don't have the one string either. It, I think it'll be. I mean, like, I wonder how much these will cost and how it will relate to the Torrent and the N one. Like how it will compare, because it has to be more expensive than the torrent, but I don't know how it will cost compared to the N one. Sure. And you're saying that just because of the the extra agility die, I'm assuming, or I mean, like the torrent oh, compared to the torrent. Yeah, and the the shield instead well, of the, the hull, right? So the torrent has yeah, a little more well, health. The torrent, but... Yeah, I mean the torrent is really slow, and if you want mm-hmm. to talk about a bad dial, you should look at the torrent. The torrent is quite bad. Of... Yeah. It's like the when when the four straight is red, that really slows the ship down. So like a um, like a B wing, it really really slows how fast you can go. Whereas um, these uh, these guys can go. You know they have the four and the five straight, which are white. So they will move much much faster, and they'll be able to uh, keep up with uh, you know other fast Republic ships. I, uh, so I feel like it should be more. It's hard because I mean the torrent has it's weird that the torrent has an ev- can evade, but the mm-hmm. uh, but this V wing cannot much yeah, faster, the, more agile ship can evade. The ship seems like almost the exact opposite of the torrent, doesn't it? Like it's a lot, it's faster. The other one is slow. That one has a, a white barrel roll into a red evade. This has a white boost into a, a red lock. Like they uh, they they do seem to be trying to make this as different as possible. 
uh, from the torrent, which is kind of cool for like list how do you building think, stuff. Like, how do you think it'll compare to the N1 price wise? It's just hard because they they fill a similar role, right? Yeah, I mean the the N1. Another ship that moves very weird, right? Because a lot of times you're trying to get that uh, that free evade. Um, so I don't think that they should be as much as the N1, right? The N1 just has really consistent green dice when you get that evade and, and a focus where here your green dice are not going to be super modified. Um, you know, sometimes three green dice can, can just live forever, but... Um, I'm going to guess it's it's probably going to be a couple of points more expensive than a Torrent and a few points less expensive than an N1. I think that feels right. All right, so why don't we get into the uh, pilots here. Uh, first, I do want to talk about Oddball. So uh, everyone knows their favorite clone after you fully execute a red maneuver or perform a red action, if there is an enemy ship in your bullseye arc, you may acquire a lock on that ship. Now, do we think Oddball being an I-5, is this the first ship that his, he's in that it might actually matter? Hey, he's good at everything. <laughs> yeah, he, he's, he's a jack of all trades, but a master of none. But... <laughs> Like I said, uh, I think, you know, we were talking about that that one uh, bank being red. The He's got a 2K, a 4K. Do you think this is something that, like, actually might matter now? Yes. Like, oddball? Will be, I, don't, I don't know. It sucks that one of the linked actions, the one linked action that's red, is the <laughs> same thing as his ability. Right. So that, that kind of blows. Yeah. Like if he had a if he could boost into red focus or focus into red boost. You know, he'd be really that that would be really good. Mm-hmm. I think it would be really good, but I, I think at the same time I don't know if I am ignoring um his, his ability here. Like, I mean, even if you just bring expert handling on him, you get the white barrel roll, but at the same time, you can always still perform that red barrel roll to also get the lock. Um, so, like, again, I was gonna say, so if the card had a barrel roll linked to red target lock, that would be better than his ability, right? For you know, and would we consider that good? I, I don't have an answer to that. I mean, I maybe. Because I think it's more situational. Uh, I think at this time, um, like, because there, there's plenty of times where you just barrel roll to get into that arc, and then, or, I mean, you maybe if you're bringing the EPTs, like you know, Crackshot or Marksmanship. Uh, but if you bring a Marksmanship or not Marksmanship, a uh, Predator, then the I guess the uh, target lock doesn't matter too much. But I, I think at the same time, like. Uh, all right, so like one banks might not be as good because you you still kind of have to expect them to be there if you're moving um, first. Maybe it's okay, but good. I mean, even if you're not moving first, like once you get close, a one bank you can often just follow a ship and keep it in bullseye. Like I would not be surprised to see that happen quite frequently here with oddball. 
where he's able to just uh, basically stick with someone and get that free uh, free target lock with the one bank. Like he's the the one guy where the the red bank is like a a bonus almost. Yeah, I mean, Jonathan's got me down on this card, but I, I think <laughs> um, I, I think I might still have some utilization. It's just if they point it like the way they were pointing other oddballs, like it, it's just not going to be worth it, right? Right. But, so, like, I mean, like we, we know the dial's a lot better now, so it's almost like um, maybe this is the first time that he actually makes a difference, like you know. Mm-hmm. And if nothing else, I five is very good as we know. Yeah. Oddball, poor, poor oddball. How many oddballs do we have? Do we have more oddballs than Anakin's? No. I think this is three. Okay. This is, is he in a? He's not in a Y wing, is he? He is. He is. He is. He's okay, so arc. he's in the arc, torrent, Y wing, and that. So yeah, so this we have four. four. This is four. And this, wow. and we're gonna have four Anakin's as well. <laughs> Maybe Oddball is Anakin. What, like Anakin is pretending to be a clone. Anyway, all right. So, um, Jonathan, you don't, you don't think Oddball is gonna matter anymore, other than being I five in this thing, or do you think it might? Uh, I don't. I don't think. Um... No, I don't know if his ability is any better with this chassis than it is others. Okay. I mean, no, it's nice. I mean, if you're K-turning anyways and you pick up that target lock, that's nice. You know, or if you're doing that one bank and... Um, and it's funny how, like, there's so many other things, there, like, say, the Nantex, where you don't have to fully execute a maneuver, but Oddball has to fully execute his maneuver. Kind of funny. But, um... No, I don't. I don't think he's going to be. I don't think we're going to see him. I think the other, like the other named pilots, I think are better. Okay, so then why don't we jump into them? So the other I five is Contrail. While you defend or perform an attack, if the bearing of your revealed maneuver is the same as the enemy ship's, you may change one of the enemy ship's I results to a blank result. So this is pretty decent against any force user, right? I, I mean, I guess if you can finish reading the text on the card, um, not you finish it. It's just it's so freaking long, and I, I hate abilities like this. Yeah. I really just don't like them one bit. So, yeah, it is a wall of text, and I think um, the bearing is going to be, I mean, you're probably guessing. So it's not speed, right? It's just the bearing. Right. Yeah. So that, that one doesn't seem like it's it should be too tough right. to, to figure out. Alright, because I mean we know Bryce is banking everywhere. Mm-hmm. With um, our force, so it's blue. Or so it's white on this. Right, right, right. The right bank, if you know which side of the bank you're going on. I mean, I think that's the weird thing about it, right? Is you've got a 1 in 5 chance of getting it right, whereas like the other ships that have similar abilities, looking mostly at the N1s, it's more of a like 1 in 4 chance of getting it right like for Rick like he has to go faster so speed one is just entirely out Mm -hmm, so you have to go speed two through five so wait for this do you have to get the like if you go bank right you have to 
bank right yeah, with this too, or is it? Yeah, yeah any bank. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's the Baron. Yeah. Gotcha. But I see you like, like especially with the straights. If you're exactly opposite a, I don't know, say a droid swarm, and you fly straight at them, they're either if they, the only way they're, they're not going to turn unless they all turn away from you. And if they fly towards you, being able to change a, um, a focus to a blank, I think, is pretty powerful. Yeah. Because it affect all incoming shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a very strong initial joust ability, right? Because either, <laughs> I mean, if you're going straight at each other or you're you're doing the diagonal joust, um, I mean, in both of those situations, you're going to be getting the bearing correct, probably. Which is kind of funny because, all right, so our... We don't have any uh, ordnance upgrade cards in here, so we don't know if they can bring missiles. So it's kind of like funny seeing you to be like, okay, we're gonna joust, you know, two dice primaries with four uh, health. Yeah, I, I don't mean necessarily like you know, like right, like right, honorable joust, joust, but you know that <laughs> initial engage, right. But but even still, like I, I think, um, ugh, I don't know, like the way that these things might fly. I don't know if you want to. Like I don't think I'm, uh, I'm probably turning in with these things as opposed to just flying straight. Um, I think, I think this would really depend on ordnance too, which I'm anticipating them not having any ordnance. Like, I, like don't get me wrong. Like I think, uh, in like the one v one, I think it might be a little bit better then. Um, like I, I think it's great, but I think. I don't know if that's in, like I, I was high on Padme because I thought her ability was kind of cool with this, but I, I don't know if this is going to be similar, right? Um, yeah, I I mean, I just think this has less potential ability to impact the game than Padme does, so hopefully they're not going to feel like it has to get costed quite as aggressively. Right, right. Like, um, I, I mean, I, I think it's a really cool. Like, I, I think he might be more of like a like. Let's track this person down, and like, it's gonna matter when you know you're going up against Jedi or a, any other Force user, and you know you're guessing their bearings, and then you're gonna be able to take them out. But I don't know if I ever in that initial joust if that's gonna be the big issue, unless, like I said, unless it's ordnance heavy. I I feel like I'm just missing. I, like I feel like I, I'm not. Picking up exactly what you're saying, because like, <laughs> right, so okay, yeah, okay, it's all range control, right? Like, that's the main focus here. But you're still probably doing the same bearing maneuvers to, or, or you certainly could be to, to, to get into that. Position, maybe, right? maybe, maybe I'm just overthinking this. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I mean, like, because like Jonathan was saying, like you know, the straights or if like the droids are turning, like. I guess you can probably consider that, but I think, uh, all right, maybe, I, like I said, maybe I'm just completely overthinking this. I mean, I think, like, when it comes to guessing speed, your opponent could be, like, down in a one, two, three, four, and it's a little hard to know exactly. But if you're flying towards them, there's going to be, they're either flying towards you or away. And if they choose to turn away, then that's fine. Mm-hmm. And if, but if they choose to fly towards you, you choose the same maneuver, and then you can block your ability. Right. I I, I so think in my some ways I think it might be easier. 
My, I think my concern was like the oomph of like the the power behind this is it's strong, but I think at the same time, I don't know how strong it's going to be. Oh yeah, it's I, definitely I, not. That, I, I think that's all, right? that's that's what I'm trying to get at. Like in in the end of it, like if you put this ability on like a tie defender or something or on Anakin or something, it'd be so much better. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, okay, so let's go on to click while a ship at uh, while a ship that you have locked at range one to three defends or performs an attack. If you you may spend one charge to prevent that range bonus from being applied. That seems good. Yeah, I, I mean, always. I mean, how many times do people use um, the Grand Inquisitor, right? Yeah, I mean, it, that ability can sometimes completely save you. So, here, right, we're talking about droid. You just throw R3 Astromech on this guy, get two locks as soon as you can, and uh, you're, like, pretty solid as a support ship just with that. Right, and even, like, uh, if you're doing something like the flank and, you know, you don't have ships attacking you, you know, being able to negate that range 3 bonus... It's definitely going to help, especially with the two days primary, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and I four, it's something that like people might just ignore for a little bit. Won't really uh, take too much of an advantage of. And I mean, it's got the perfect blink action for that ability, right? Jonathan, it's like t- timing. Uh, timing question. So you're atta- so if you're attacking someone and then you use the target lock. Then they defend, so then you are no longer locking them, right? Is that, and then they, you cannot use your ability, is that right? So I or believe like when... that is correct. I believe they figure out okay. the defense dice after you have already modded your dice, which is why we were talking okay. about the when you, if you're calculating, then they don't get the range bonus for the, um, the, the cannon on the, uh, the robots. So I think you are correct. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll definitely have to look that up as far as that. Because I, I think that is... Uh, I'm just not sure if you have to do all that in the beginning. But uh, like I said, that's an easy look up. Mm-hmm. It's an interaction that we haven't really had too much... Uh, Alright, so, Wilhoff Tarkin, during the system phase, you may choose an object that you have locked at range 1 to 3. Another friendly ship at range 1 to 3 may acquire a lock on that object. Now, object is anything, right? So it can be ship, bomb, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. And... So, so, first off, does anyone know, like, why is, why is you know, the Grand Moff here flying <laughs> a, a V-Wing? Like, is... Was this not purely a clone ship? Like, I, I don't know any of that stuff. It is one of the books, I think. Okay. Okay, Definitely. yeah, and I guess it says right in the flavor text that it was the vessel of choice for clone and non-clone starfighter pilots. So, uh, good job for me on reading. Reading is hard, man. It is. It is. <laughs> and then, Andrew, and then to answer your question, it says, from earlier, it says it's... The techniques pioneered to mass produce it, it led to the development of the TIE fighter or TIE series. It was the TIE series, okay? Because yeah, like the other, the Ada's uh, cockpit is totally like that, like circular 
cockpit, so I wasn't sure if that was it. Maybe it's just a combined of the two. But like I said, it almost looks like, like I said, I think it looks like an A-Wing. If you just take off those wings. Yeah, no, I agree. It does have similarity there. Um, so just, um, it is after you would have already spent the lock that you determine the number of dice that you were going to roll. Okay, so we got that too. Bam, look at us. Mm-hmm. Podcasting is easy. We're making our own problems <laughs> and then answering the, the... Right, it's not like we're uh, <laughs> waiting for everyone to be like, yo, what is wrong with these guys? All right, so Grand Moff Tarkin. Um, you this like is, him? Yeah, I mean, this is kind of like his crew card ability for Imperials, except there it's it's every ship that gets to, to acquire a target lock. Um, but yeah, I, I think it seems like a very nice ability here on a ship that they are clearly designing around the target lock action. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, like I'm curious if this is going to have ordinance with all this target locking. Because then, I if think, it does, I think, Oddball, I think it would be so much better. Get <laughs> oh, like if you put the R R three R three astromech on him, and then mm-hmm. if he could survive not being killed the first round, and he gets two target locks, and then he just focuses in future rounds, and then every turn he can give like a Jedi like a target lock. Right, that was going to be my next yeah, thing. One of the two. He might be like a huge, a decent support ship with uh, just a Jedi to be like, okay, they can do whatever they want for their actions, and then you're basically tossing out the uh, target locks. Mm-hmm. It's kind of refreshing yeah. to see like these support ships coming out, like between like him and Yoda, that like are like literally here for that purpose. I mean, he could be like a support ship, kind of like in the way like Jake is kind of a support ship. Right, you know, maybe in that same price range, or probably or a little cheaper, and then, you know, giving action efficiency. But that range one to three is really great. Yeah, yeah. and especially yeah. target locks because, uh, yeah. I mean, just you rarely get them as a CLT Jedi when you're playing seven Bs. You take them all the time, but so it's giving out a very useful action. Um, I mean, just some of the ships in the faction don't even have. Uh, the ability to take them at all, so it's great for them as well. I mean, you could fit three like good named CLT Jedi plus him, right? Easily, right? I would or say easily, yeah. Easily, or like two CLT Jedi and another person and him. Mm-hmm. Much cheaper than a lat for support. Right, and he's someone I feel like you can definitely just sit in the back for a while and like not worry about. Like, I mean, I guess that initial. Um, time that you have to take the lock might be like the deadliest time for him but like other than that like you could probably just try to sit around and pass out these target locks i mean you got the five straight so you can probably get out of a lot of instances and just focus up but um if he's just passing out like a like a target lock uh factory he's fine yeah it's it's oh you fly sorry go ahead oh go ahead but I was just going to say, it is... Just, uh, so, <laughs> sorry. Sorry, you go, Jonathan. I, I don't have anything that important uh, to say. No, it's like, if you fly him, say, with Shock T, and then he could have a focus from the previous round held, and then he can jump in aggressively, get his target lock, and then you could fit Tarkin, Shock T, and two other Jedi, like CLT or uh, Ada 2s, probably, mm-hmm. with some room for upgrades. 
Uh, I want to see more ordnance. That's my problem here. I mean, if they're precursors to TIE Fighters, I, I think you're that's probably true. right that they are just not going to have any type of ordnance. Yeah, that's right, but then, like, like, I mean, like, the TIE Fighters don't have the target lock action. Um, which is fine. Boy, I, I was really going to like this. I was talking about CLTs, but what about the the, the, the edit Ada 2s who have the purple target lock? That's like, true. This seems really nice to go along with them. If it survives, which is just the really weird thing, right? Because when you have like an uh you know, a three agility ship with, with four hull, you expect it's gonna be able to survive, but you're normally getting a token to help make sure that happens. Right. Like it might be even something that like you kind of just try to keep them alive for like a couple turns and then you when you really need that uh target lock, that's when you do it or like when you're you know you're going to be in the clear for a turn or two you know mm -hmm. yeah yeah i i think who do you think the best one is going to be out of here and why is it oddball <laughs> i don't think it's oddball um Boo. i i i have always liked tarkin's ability even in the imperials like i i want to make it work i feel like it can just do really cool things so i'm gonna root for tarkin here Jonathan, what about you? Um, I think Tar I agree. Tarkin's good. I do like. I also like Contrail, though. I think. Mm -hmm. I like him. Yeah, that was the other one I was considering as well. I agree. I, I just got lost in the wall of text there, so it's fine. Yeah, I and, and Zach, tell me why Oddball is going to be the best. Uh, he's been consistently the best in every ship he's been. <laughs> so why would this be any different? Any different. Nice. I mean, the one th we really need to talk about the configs, though, because that's kind of yeah. what what puts it all so together, I guess. That is the next on the. That topic. is the trick to making oddball amazing. So we got Alpha Three B Besh. While you perform a primary attack, you may spend your lock on the defender to change one of your blank or focus results to a hit result. Add the bomb slot. So there you go. <laughs> That's why everything can lock, is that you can basically just change. It's almost like advanced optics, right? Like you're just spending your lock as opposed to the focus token. Yeah. Um, and it, it even, right, it becomes either an advanced optics or a calculate at that point. So right. it's got a lot of uses there, except for, you know, defense. Right, so even more why they're like A-Wings, because of advanced optics, right? Right? Da -da 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 -da. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like, okay, like, I think it's clear, like, that's obviously the reason that these things all get the locks. Um, then we have the other uh, configuration. It comes with two charges that are reoccurring. While you perform a primary attack, before rolling attack dice, you may spend two charges. If you do, your crit results inflict ion tokens instead of damage. Oh, what do you think about this? I If it's free, I think it's fine. <laughs> if it's more than free, I don't. Right, and... and I know that sounds a little super. Configs are often free, but I mean, this does actually add some value, so I can't see it being free. But it it seems 
really garbage, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. Yes. It seems exceptionally bad. Since it's, like, I don't get it. I just, I don't get it. Like, if it wasn't crits, if it was just, like, you know, all of your hits or crits inflict ion tokens instead of damage, okay. But, like, the chance of rolling crits on a two-attack ship... Eh. Yeah, it's not good. And only right? being able to do this every other turn on top of it. And you have to declare before you roll attack dice too, so it's kind of yeah. like you don't even know if it's going to do anything. Like you may spend your once every other turn thing for something that has a very low likelihood of actually doing anything. Right. And does that, that crit needs to actually be going through? Yeah. Too. Right. 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 It needs to actually get yeah. through. Yeah, like, if you could just spend your crit results to to give an ion token, I could be on board with that, right? Because you'll have a target lock if you're using their ability. So then you have, a, you know, at least a 50% chance of getting a crit um, and then being able to give an ion token. But, yeah, like, so not only do you need to get the crit, but you need it to have gone through. Right, exactly. I think if yeah. it was just it auto-damaged ion tokens, that would be one thing. But the fact that it has to go through, um, it's garbage. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the fact that it's crits makes it, there are a lot of scenarios, there are scenarios where it's worse to spend those than not to spend it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This has to be way cheaper than the other one, right? It's negative three points. Like, the the other one is not going to, you know, be any game-breaking card, I think, but it's it's way better. I mean, it adds a bomb slot in, you know, gives you basically... an advanced optic type effect right and it almost seems like the bomb slot should be on this other one yeah i don't know something just seems weird well i hope that's the ffg error Uh, all right we need to errata this on day one (laughs) uh yeah yeah i mean uh i would love to think of a scenario that this would actually work but like i can't right just, oh, okay, rules question here. Uh-huh. So normally when you shoot ion, you cancel, like say you roll three hits on an ion cannon, uh-huh. and your opponent rolls, if they roll two evades, then they take no ion damage, and then they don't take any ion tokens, they take one damage, correct? Correct. Correct. Okay, so here, say you roll hit, crit, crit, and then your opponent rolls two evades do they take do you cancel do you do it like it's it was an ion weapon and you cancel the ion tokens and they take one damage or do they cancel the hit and then one of the crits and take one ion token yeah i think it would be that second one right all right all right just clarifying all right then all right i take it back that it's not necessarily what i had said before sometimes it would be yeah, I had said something before that didn't make sense. So I think what if that thing back? That, that's gonna be the that's gonna be the episode title. Uh, this this doesn't make sense. Yeah, okay. Uh, I mean, we don't have to spend any more time on this. I, I think it's silly. Um, uh, I, I don't know. Maybe it'll be good on um, Dace Bone Arm, but if Dace Bone Arm ever comes to a viewing, <laughs> that's how you throw it on. 
<laughs> the dream. The dream. Okay. Uh, so we don't know what thermal detonators necessarily do yet, right? No, that we do. It was in the oh, article. I think. We do. It was in the article. Then I missed it. All right. So pretty good. Pull that up for me. But uh, during the system phase, you may spend up to two charges to drop that many thermal detonators using the one or two straight templates. Each must be placed using a different template. When you reload this card, recover one additional one. So. That on its own, I think, is really good. And then, Brett, what does it do? Uh, so so each ship at range 0 to 1 rolls an attack die, and they gain a strain for every focus result, or suffer a hit or a critical hit for every matching result uh, upon detonation. Okay, so that's really good. Yeah. It so seems wait, is it very a, good. Is it a crit? You get the, a crit, or is it just good down to a damage? A crit. Okay, that, so that's really very good. So it's... I like this not just on, you know, these things. This is, I think, one of the, like, man, they're getting really clever with these bombs. Are we going to be entering a bomb meta? I, I think so. that's the way they've decided to take care of the aces problem. And I say problem loosely because, you know, I don't think it's a problem, but some people do. <laughs> yeah. Says the aces player. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> I own it. <laughs> I don't see the problem here. There's no problem. Yeah, no, so uh, I think between this and the last bomb, whatever the heck, uh, um, concussion, concussion bombs, bombs. Yeah. I, I'm, like, super on board. Uh, I think this is, like, that's the way to do it is carpet bombing, <laughs> right? Like, anything, like, I mean, like, so there's so many possibilities with this one, I mean, one and two. So you got, like, the bombardier that can put this up to... Um, it's not bombardier anymore. It's skilled bomber. They could probably shoot this up to a three, right? Yeah. Um, the tie bombers could arc these things, you know, a one or two out the uh, back, right? Like I'm, I'm not making mm-hmm. that up. Um, not at all. Or three, if they right, if they have the skilled bombardier bomber, uh, that pesky little fire spray can uh shoot these things all over the place right mm-hmm. what can not crazy it's not iman there we go iman um so iman can only he could probably drop two of these but can't like really he could only he could only use the three template for the one that would have been the one mm-hmm. right and then he has to drop the other With one to two These seem way better than Bombla Generator to me. Bombla Generator sucks. No, I know, but I'm just saying, like, this <laughs> just seems like like a total upgrade. I mean, in Bombla Generator, you do roll the two attack dice, but you only ever take hits. You only drop one of them. Like, th- this is just pure power creep, right? Yeah. I mean, it is, but bombs were very... Uh, the original bombs for 2.0 were all underpowered. So, is it really power creep if they sucked to begin with? Well, that's actually what I was going to ask you, because I feel like we've talked about power creep a lot, right? And, um, yeah, I was going to say, like, is this just bringing it up to where it should be? Because I agree. With the exception of Prox Mines, in my opinion, they all sucked. I felt Prox Mines were always really good. But, um, I mean, Seismics were interesting. I liked them. But, um, like, this... 
I, I don't see why I would take anything besides this, prox mines, or concussion bombs moving forward. Seismic's, I think, still have a place. Okay. Yeah, I, I think seismic's definitely... I, I think they're very good with swarms. Um, yeah, that's fair. Okay. Especially, like, droids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think they should... Seismic still have a place in the game. Um, proton bombs... Maybe... But yeah, I definitely think, you know, there there is definitely some power creep going on here. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like I said, I'm not entirely sure that I'm comfortable calling it power creep because... It, yeah. But I agree that, like, they are getting better. You could adjust the points for these bombs where they could all be viable. Mm-hmm. Bombs are free, except for the good ones. <laughs> Two words, infinite bombs. Infinite bombs. Oh, man. <laughs> Poor one out for Miranda. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, I mean, uh, alright, so, you could launch one, you could drop one. I guess, if you launch one, you can't launch one shorter. If you have a skilled bomber, you're probably good, right? No. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think you could. Yeah, you could definitely do that. That's going to open a whole lot of can of worms. Um, yeah, so uh, I think this is going to be good, not on the V-Wing, but on some of the other bombs in the uh, game, definitely. Just even those those pesky... Man, so if... What about... Um, what's her face? Finch Dello, or the... Uh... Resistance Bombers? Yeah... So, like, because the one you could drop anywhere, right, with Finch? Mm-hmm. I wonder how that works. I don't know. I'd have to think about that so one. So, let's look. Uh, before you drop a bomb, yeah, I guess you could just play it, place it anywhere. Because it just says drop. So, you could just place two of them anywhere. Just, that just seemed, place two of them. Seemed pretty solid. So, I don't I don't know anything about the viewing lore. Like, is the, the Bash thing having a bomb, like something that happens in there, because it kind of almost seems like they just threw at a bomb slot on there so they could have a bomb upgrade. <laughs> it's probably right. It's I mean, it's going to kind of be like the uh, fire spray upgrade. I mean, no one does anyone really put all those bombs on the fire spray? Not really. Some of us do. <laughs> I'm not saying you're wrong, but you're wrong. <laughs> Okay, so the the Besh uh, added uh, projectile weapons to allow it to serve as a bomber. Sorry. Yes. Good. I was reading the same Wikipedia article. Oh, boom! Stole it. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Brett. You suck. Jonathan was trying to contribute to the class. I just keep cutting off Jonathan today. I feel extremely bad. I'm very wait. Sorry. Wait. Repeat it one more time. You should feel bad. I want to hear Jonathan <laughs> say it this time. What? What? <laughs> what? This doesn't make sense. I said, I said, Brett should, Brett should feel bad. No, no, no! I want you to repeat what Brett said. I want to hear from Jonathan so I can oh. edit Brett out of this episode, but not really do any editing. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, the Alpha Three B Besh. Uh, that model added projectile weapons to allow the fighter to serve as a bomber. Nice. Good find. Good find. <laughs> that is interesting. Oh man! All right, so uh, yeah, I think we're all on board for thermal detonators, and you know, 
I'm going to throw these on Django because I like to be Django hunting Obi Wan. And doesn't isn't this the bomb that he uh or is that a seismic? Seismics. Uh, I lied. Anyway, all right. So these things have an astromech slot. So we have Q7 astromech. While you barrel or boost, you can move through and overlap obstacles. Um. Okay. It's a yeah, thing. This, like we we just yeah. I, feel I like mean, we just talked about this. We right? literally yeah. did. So, but if you have the option to do it, are you bringing this or bringing a better astromech? I, I think I'm bringing a better astromech. Like I, I feel like what we decided with the uh, resistance was the reason why it worked <laughs> was because you're going to be able to do the two, the two barrel roll or the two boost to get past that that obstacle. Right. And here, Republic is usually bringing gas clouds, which are pretty big. But yeah, if it's free, I completely agree, Zach. Right? Like, yeah. If it's free, sure, I guess. But it's not. It's going to be like one or two points. It, and... it, it can't be more than one point. If it's more than one point, it's dead. I mean, if it's one point, it's close to dead, so... Right. I mean, if it's one point, I'd consider this if I have a decent amount of points left over. But on, like, a bunch of generics, I think. Probably not. Yeah, I mean... Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it through now instead of just what I normally do, which is just word vomit. I'm not sure I hate this necessarily now on um, any of the Jedi ships because it allows me to do a system phase reposition over a gas cloud if I want to with the the, the new one coming out. Or I can fine-tune controls over a gas cloud, possibly take a strain token, but then I'll be making sure that all the shots coming into me are obstructed and... I can still perform a regular action. Why? Because it's not the maneuver where I'm going over the gas cloud. It's my uh, reposition. Is that how it works? Don't you still suffer the consequences regardless? So I would still have to roll for the strain, but I, I'm pretty confident okay. that... I don't know. I, I guess maybe... Right, I'm right, right. Yeah, yeah. No, I think you're right. You're right. Jonathan, are you... Uh... Saying something otherwise? It's because yeah, isn't that how like um, what is it? Strikers, strikers, and reapers. Right, right. Like they can bump or they can overlap, right? But then the, if their maneuver is okay, then they can they still have their action. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's it's not horrible there. If yeah. it's, if it's one point, then I'm gonna throw it on there. Um, if it's more than one point, I'm still probably not. But the, the reposition one for the, the, the ADA is kind of interesting. Like, when you put collision detector on Whisper so you can decloak over a, uh, a gas cloud, it just opens up the board so much more. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, I think this is the points dependent, and at one point, and, it's fine. <laughs> yes, at one point, it's fine. At three, it's obviously fine. Uh-huh. At three points, it's probably not fine or more than that. I can't say it being free. No. Because the only free ship is R5TK, and he's the best. And jamming me. Anyway, R7A7. While you perform an attack, you may spend one charge to change one hit result to a crit result, and has three charges that don't reoccur. So this is decent. I mean, it's basically like a three-charge marksmanship that isn't reliant on bullseye. Yeah. Oh man, what if you use this for your ions? 
Right, I think that's the, <laughs> the the combo they're they're looking at there. But I mean, it's still- if I have to if I have to pay for the the config, and then I only get to do this three times, like it's, and I still need that I or that uh, like crit to go through. Right, it, you need that crit to go through, and you need to like the results, and it's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's really yeah, it's the getting it to go through on a two die ship, like. Eh. And the fact that it's every other turn. Like, that's my other thing that I keep going back to. Like, if it's a thing you could choose to do every turn, but it's like, I'm going to blow this thing, and it's not going to do anything, and then I won't be able to do it again for another two turns. Sure. Um, So otherwise, though, I think this is a very good upgrade. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think I'm probably spending this most of the time that you're scoring two hits and you know you know you're not you're not going up against like a focus evade soon tier you know um otherwise i I think you're doing it for the most part any shieldless ship right yeah Yeah. anytime you think you're gonna be able to actually push that crit through i mean i I like the mechanic too that it kind of like makes you think to like look at like shields and like the timing of it is super specific like you got to be like okay you know you have to understand that you're you're going to be uh hitting hole as opposed to that stuff but um yeah i i mean you now pricing I, I think it's probably uh like three-ish points i can't see it being more than that i mean so what marksman is one point but it doesn't it's not restricted to charges but it's also bullseye so beats me i think it's still very good um do you think you're bringing this on any Jedi, or just? Um, I honestly, I I hate saying it, but I do think it is points dependent on if it if it makes sense to to put this in instead of one of the other astromechs that just fit very very nicely with the Jedi. But, do you put this on something like a arc? Um, I don't see why not. Like, I mean, like that might be like a, a really decent. I mean, I forget they existed on the, um, Republic. I mean, yeah. the problem is you don't know if the arc is going to make it three turns. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, if it's two points or whatever, that's not that big of a of a loss. Can you spend multiple charges in the same turn to change multiple hits into crits? You cannot. Boo. Yeah, we, that's the rule of one, because we, we yeah. figured that out with uh, R5P8. Yeah, I remember that something along those lines being the case, but it's been right. a while since I had to use any of those things. All right, so we need to go into the ship ability, which is Twin Ion Engines. Ignore the tie ship restriction on upgrade cards. So I know we've talked about this a bit that we're getting keywords, and you know we already have dark side, and we have some light side now, and now we have the keyword tie. So. I think this is really cool. The other part that I'm also kind of like, yo, this is like the first like ship that I'm really like thinking like it's almost like people are going to have to buy this unless we have like some kind of card pack announcement real soon. Like this is going to be one of the first like upgrade pack ships. Like people I think are going to want this for the thermal detonators. They're going to want it for um, this tie upgrade cards that we have. So because it can take tie upgrade cards we have a modification that is restricted to ties and agility three 
which I guess this answers my question too, that this is the precursor to ties. But before you execute a speed three K turn, you may spend one charge as two charges to execute that maneuver as a Sagnor's loop maneuver instead. So I think this is super duper strong. There's no doubt about that, especially on higher initiative ships to be like, okay, you blocked my K turn. Now I can change it to a Sagnor's loop. Like I, I think anytime anything like that happens, it's, you know, it is a little bit maneuver dependent, but I think at the same time, it's, you know, you can absolutely take advantage of it. And um, sometimes you just need to do that. You know, if you're trying to avoid a rock or anything like that, it's super great to have this ability. Yeah, definitely. And I, I really like the uh, agility minimum. Right. Like, I, I like, I want to see more things that play around that as a mechanic. Like, hull, shields, agility, attack dice. Like, that's that's cool. That's cool that that's being brought in. Man, you can throw this thing on the TIE Advanced. That thing could... Wait. Yeah. Nope, 4K. That's a 4K. I'm pretty sure, actually, that the way they wrote this is it's literally V-Wing and uh, TIE Fighter only. TIE Fighter, yeah. It looks like... Mining Guild, right? Mining guild. You get Sabine. You can do some silly things with Sabine. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else? Yeah, it'd be just like the no, show. I... <laughs> the the art is from the show too. It is. It's that episode where Zeb and um yeah where they steal and, the uh, Ezra, where they steal the yeah. oh and then it turns into Sabine's time. Oh look at that. Um. But no, this this seems really strong. The timing of, like you said, being able to cha- choose as you're about to perform it is is really great. Um, the the K turns are just so easy to block, and you can you can pick whichever one you want to, too, right? So it's going to be really tough for them to block all of your uh, your options here, right? So then you can definitely. Um pair this up with uh what is it called da, 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 da. oh so the, i guess this is the next upgrade in the pack that's going to be great good you could pair it with oddball so that you could oh. line up your bullseye yo boom oddball boom. best oddball is the best <laughs> well you know what would be really dick of ffg is if they don't have a mod slot on this they're just like, yo, we're going to throw some tie upgrades in there, but not give them a mod slot. I mean, we've I seen them like before. They've done that before, right? We've Fang Fighter. Yeah, Afterburners. <laughs> um, so, okay, so we got that. And then we have Ion Limiter Override, which, I th- like I said, I think pairs really nicely with this. After you fully execute a red maneuver, you may perform a barrel roll action even while stressed. If you do, roll an attack die on a hit gain one strain token on a crit gain one ion token so i mean you could do your sloop and then if you need a little bit of repositioning afterwards you can do that barrel roll that you need or you can do your one bank and still get the barrel roll there you go it's all fixed now boom boom so, so you how could... many again how many oddballs do we get before we think they make that a keyword <laughs> eyeballs a keyword <laughs> 
It's just his pilot ability. It's oddball. <laughs> he becomes one with the uh, keyword. Then oddball only upgrades. The upgrades. Oh, just mean, the wire locks in your bullseye. Oddball. This <laughs> does seem really good, though, doesn't it? Right, right. Getting back on track. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, like I said, I'm a fan of this, especially with this uh, precision ion engines. Um, um, so, like, the, the first order stuff, those are ties, too, right? Yes. Yeah, I mean, so we have the list from FFG in the notes, and they they are all listed as ties. Yeah, so, this has a lot of a lot of uh, versatility. Right. So, ooh, do I dare? What if you're like a um, tie reaper, and you stop? Can you perform a barrel? Yeah, it doesn't say it has to be on your. Uh... Your action bar. Yo, that's... I would have just be a tie reaper and stop barrel roll. That seems like fun. It might be like points dependent on ship size. I mean, anything that has a uh, talon roll too, this is really cool on because essentially you can do like two, two uh, barrel rolls almost. Like position wise, you can get into some some pretty uh out there places. Right. Um So okay, let's talk about something like alright, so soon tier. Like would you take this on something like him, or do you think that risk is too high to be able like just you roll that crit and you become ionized? So I mean, with Suntier, honestly, you maybe do a red maneuver every like other game, right? So no, I would definitely no. not waste my EPT on on this. Um, sure. But uh, I mean, I, I think if I'm flying a tie advanced, I could easily see myself taking this to to do that um, talon roll, double barrel roll, essentially. Um, Yeah, uh, so I, I think it's going to be interesting to see where this kind of pops up. Like I said, I'm going to try out to uh, on that uh, on that tie reaper just so I can get at a barrel roll. <laughs> and you can like, oh my god, there's so many fun things that they kind of want to bump. Um, but yeah, I mean, all right. So as far as the V wing goes, we know you know doing the one bag I think will be huge. And it's not considered a red barrel anyway, so kind of like opens that up for Oddball. Well, I guess Oddball still wants to do the red barrel to get the uh, target lock, right? Why are we talking about Oddball so much? I believe that. He's the best. <laughs> You're all coming around. All right, yeah. So, wait, no, for but, the V-Wings. What does the... So this is after you fully execute a red maneuver... And oddball is also after you fully execute a red maneuver, but you wouldn't be able to put oddball in the queue unless you already have something in your bullseye, right? No. So you cannot do this with oddball at all. Why not? I thought it gets added to the queue, and you don't check until after it it pops up into the queue. I think it still needs to meet all the requirements. I don't think so. 
Rules lawyers! I don't think so, because that requires you checking, and I think you don't check anything until it pops up in the queue. And you're saying this is because of the new FAQ thing? I believe that... so. Like I said, like I think everything gets added to the queue, and then, uh, like I said, I think you only check when it gets there. And even still, um, I think they added that, like, if you can still kind of choose not to do it if, like, you don't have to or something. I forget. But I'm pretty sure that I, I'm right on that part. Well, you're definitely right about the, you know, everything gets automatically added that could get added. It's just, could this get added? I think I agree with Brett. So when when you would add this to the queue, you would have to check regardless of whether you can do it or not. Like, so it's like um, Anakin... Uh, Anakin's ability, you used to to be able to uh, dump the stress and then fine-tune controls, and you could just pick whichever order you wanted to go in, and they changed it so that you have to add everything into the queue at the same time. So you could add in his get rid of the stress ability, but because you were stressed at that point, you couldn't add in fine-tune controls. So what about Chopper, then? If you are erratic, or not erratic, yeah, yeah, in the C10, whatever, um... Do you check if you're range one before you boost? No, because you're always range zero to one of yourself, and you okay. can jam yourself. Okay. Yeah. So, or you can like say Nyan Num with in the T70 with pattern analyzer. So if you say you K turn behind someone, and then you could boost into range, boost into range one, and then shed your stress with his ability. Mm -hmm. In the old days, and now you couldn't, you can't do that if you K turned into range two. You could boost with pattern analyzer, but then you can't shed the stress with his ability because you weren't within range zero to one. Hmm. I'll have Is to. Right? I, I don't remember. I'm gonna have to uh, brush up on my rules before this uh, group championship coming up. If you uh, are listening to this and we haven't figured it out yet, please chime in. <laughs> don't do. We're that. just we're just coming up with all of our own problems today. <laughs> It's like it, this episode's a mess. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's, I blame uh, Brett. It's mostly Brett. I'm sorry. It's Brett forgetting all these goddamn dumb ships. Give me the goddamn Django ship so I can be super excited and have something good to talk about. And I can't wait to see all those goddamn pilots in there. Probably next week, right? Hopefully. Hopefully. Watch, we'll get like another surprise fucking. Here's another droid or Jedi clone ship. I'll just laugh so hard. We're getting, <laughs> we're getting a BTLB B wing for the droids, Jedi, whatever they're called. I think you make a good point, though. Just off topic, that this is um, a, a new thing that FFG is doing now, where they're trying to make you have to buy the upgrade cards. Um, like, th this is a pack that a lot of Imperial players are going to feel like they have to buy, I think. Right. Um, which I, well, I'm fine with. Like, I, I don't have any issue with that personally, but I am confident some people are going to think that that is kind of backing away from what they said initially about, you know, we're never going to have another Auto Thrusters expansion. Right. And, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think they will eventually 
come out with a card pack or some other way to get all these cards. But I, mm-hmm. you know, with the rate that we're getting from FFG, I would say if we don't get that announcement within like the next month or two, it's going to feel bad. Um, and maybe because we don't have any official FFG tournaments coming out, doesn't make that big of a difference. But I mean, like it, when things get, you know, kicked off again, if they don't have that out by then, it, it could be a potential problem. I mean, I think they have until that official thing to say, um, okay, you know, you know, store tournaments or um, like, you know, primes are going to be starting back up again, blah, blah, blah. If they don't have a card pack out by then, I think uh, it could be a potential for like, you know, people to be like, okay, well, you know, now you're backtracking on that. But at the moment, I mean, it is what it is. But yeah, like I said, I mean, it's not trying to defend them too much, but like the rate that they're releasing these card packs doesn't seem very decent. But I think also at the same time, they actually need the cards before they can uh, release, like, I guess, like, within reason to, they can't just release card packs with only like three cards in it, you know? Mm-hmm. They actually need those cards. Um, anything else that you guys find interesting about this dumb, dumb God. All right. So my mystery topic, (laughs) I'm so angry. Um, my mystery topic was going to be, you know, are we hitting a point that like, I know we already know that players, we're not going to spend a lot of time on this, but, um, that like players are are really kind of gravitating towards factions. I mean, you, there are people that I know Jonathan is probably one of them that literally buys into every faction and has every ship um right see you live i am alive um yeah but i only like i only bought one you buy one the of them Tsai shuttle but i uh did buy two hmps and two vats right so it's not like you know you're buying like i can fit five of these so i need to buy five um but but i think like at the same time, like I think people are starting to gravitate towards a faction or two. Um, and is that okay with the game? Uh, I mean, like, are we into a point of like faction building as opposed to um, like uh, before second edition ever like came out? Like, I was one on that boat. Like, I bought everything that came out. I, I mean, but granted, you also needed like certain upgrades for each pack. Um, I, I don't know if we're headed in that direction again i think more along the lines that like everyone that i have talked to recently has literally like probably only played one or two factions in like recent terms and they only collect certain things from those factions at this point um do you have any like you guys have any thoughts on that or like and do you think it's like healthy for the game or do you have anyone you want to go first it's a grab bag go to it yeah, um, I think with the number of factions, it's sort of inevitable. Like, when there were only three factions, it was very easy to... And then every wave was just, like, three ships. It was, or or every... It was very easy to collect all the factions. Now there are just so many... So many factions, hard to keep up with all of them. So, financially, or just, like, having that mental space to make lists for seven different factions. So I think it's inevitable with the size of the game. 
Right, and that that was another kind of thought process I had behind this was that like some of the other miniatures games out there, you kind of see that where like people only gravitate towards one or two factions or teams or anything like that, um, as opposed to it. And, and maybe like that's the way FFG is kind wants to uh, send this in that direction. But um, at the same time, um, it's. If they kind of like go with this like sales plan where they're only going to have certain upgrades and certain cards packs like they do in this one at the moment, um, it could be get bad for the game, I think. Uh, Brett, were you going to say something about it? So I right now have bought everything, but like, so I just ordered the, the wave coming out in two weeks. Um, and I got to say, when I was doing it, I was like, boy, I don't remember the last time I flew Resistance. Like... I don't know why I'm buying this thing except for the fact that I want to support FFG and hope that they keep making this game. Um, but there are just so many options out there. Um, like, I, I fly a lot of Imperials. I still am not even sure where the TIE Brute is going to, like, fit in my Imperial army of am I even going to freaking use this thing? Um, so I think that there's a lot of saturation out there, and I think your point is a, a very fair one that it could end up being potentially bad for the game. Um, but there are also just a lot of people who want to be able to play this game on a, a budget, and um, they're making it so you can do that now with all these squadron packs and starter packs or whatever the the uh, droid and Jedi uh, initial packs were. So I, I, I like where they're going. Um, I, think, I, I, I think that I probably am happier they're going that way than if they just keep doing auto thrusters expansions everywhere sure yeah because i mean like uh, it would be interesting to see if they do do that where like each faction has like a start collecting box like i mean anyone that's familiar with uh 40k or gw products a lot of them have that you know you see them all over the place in the miniature stores where it's like a start collecting uh, so like i'm curious if that's going to be like ffg's thing i mean granted you know they admitted that like reprinting a lot of the first edition ships isn't in their best interest but i think like it would be nice to see them have that option where you could be like okay i just want to get into scum and now here's what you need to buy into scum and that's it like and then you know get that and a uh conversion kit and like you essentially have everything that you need to play the game and almost everything in scum that um in second edition you might not have some ship models uh that are available but i know the swap and sells are completely out there and you know people are selling stuff all the time um so i'm curious maybe that is the direction that they're taking because uh, i know we know that they spoiled what well, you know not spoiled but one of the um distributors leaked that we have a phoenix cell coming out and a tie that i can't remember not tie but imperial that i can't remember off the top of my head it's like sky strike Academy. there you go um so it, it almost sounds like that could be like similar to like the resistance kit or the uh servants of strife kit or the jedi kit um and maybe that is the, the future of the game is that like they're gonna just you can buy into a faction and that, that's it um yeah i mean other than that i think that's about it for me any other uh any other comments any uh things from you guys about this or in general what's that oh 
about this topic specifically? Anything uh, before we close out. Close out. Yeah. Sorry, I was reading Yenum's ability, and I think maybe I misspoke. I think I've misspoken a lot tonight, so just ignore everything. <laughs> Yo, I think this today tonight's episode. If you are here at the end of this episode, thank you. Because <laughs> I feel like we're off key tonight, and it's okay. It has been a long week, and I have to get it back to work in a day. So uh, I appreciate your patronage to our show, and if, sorry I ruined everything. This is all Brett's fault, <laughs> as usual. Why don't we do a giveaway? If you are listening to our show at this point, and you email me. Give me a special keyword, Zach. Uh, Baba Booey. Baba Booey. Yes. If you email Liberty Squadron Podcast at gmail.com, Baba Booey, I will pick five random people that email me the uh, C3PO and R2D2 cards, and make sure you include your address, and I'll pick five random people and mail them out to you for powering through this episode. And I think that's about it. Um, news: We have the group championship coming out again. Like I said, this is the local, more of a local tournament. Um, so it is on our Facebook page. All the information is there. It's on November seventh. Uh, da 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 da. That is with. It's about two weeks away. Um, it's going to be extended and on Tabletop Simulator. So I know you have to call up our PayPal. Top Deck Games. Like I said, all the information is on our Facebook page on how to enter that. And like I said, it is more of a local tournament So, because um, we have store credit going away to some of our local stores. All right. Other than that, if you're a fan of the show, maybe not this one, but moving forward, um, <laughs> join us on Facebook, join us on Patreon, join us uh, in our Discord. Uh, so thank you for listening and have a good night.